What is going on, Bill? It's my up. Oh, we have the same problem. Failed to post to Facebook. Here's what Facebook said. This user cannot create a live video. Okay. So my Gotta rip it on YouTube. Just keep going anyway, my friend, because of course we don't stop, we don't slow down. All right, Bill's Mafia. We are officially live here in the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Networks, Twitter and YouTube, not Facebook, of course. We are in partnership with Underdog Fantasy, which we have a promo code for you still, regardless, right here. Let me tell you, deposit match up to $100 right now with that promo code VIB, meaning you can deposit anywhere from $10 to $100 as long as you are 18 or older, okay? As long as you're in a state where you are legally allowed to play here on the Underdog Fantasy app, but to get you started off on this NFL playoff action, use our promo code at BIB right now for a deposit match. Of course, I am Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God on Twitter. Joined here, my co-host. How you doing, Mafia Montage? Bills Mafia, Sauce God. How you doing? It's the playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Don't talk about the playoffs. Well, officially, we can talk about the playoffs. Bills Mafia. We've got a lot of action ahead for you. We're going to discuss the NFL playoff slate, the current game that's going on, what is going on with Mr. Irrelevant over there right now, and much more ahead for you, of course. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to us. Follow us if you're not already doing so on Twitter. Hit that retweet, and come on over to YouTube and join us over in the comments. Bills Mafia, let's get this thing going, because I'll tell you what, we've got ourselves a killer show. Yes, of course, you are in the sit-down live here on YouTube and, of course, on Twitter with myself, the Sauce God, and Mafia Montage. Of course, we are in partnership with Underdog Fantasy and Built in Buffalo is in partnership with Wester, Ticket IQ, PLB Sports, and Picasso's Pizza. And, of course, we made the huge announcement, the newest partnership to the sit-down and, of course, the official chicken wing of Built in Buffalo. Yes, of course, the best there is. Duff's Famous Wings, baby. So, Montage... I'm excited to have that added to our slate because, hey, I love me some Duff's. I love me some great chicken wings. I love me some of their death sauce, too, by the way, which is incredibly hot, right? Make it go a little nuts, all right? But, of course, we've got ourselves great partnerships because we here at Built in Buffalo are nonstop. So if you haven't done so already, subscribe to us here on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Hey, we might not be live on Facebook right now, but head on over and like us on Facebook as well. We've got content, live shows, nonstop. We've got game play-by-play updates coming every single day. So let's go ahead, Montage. Let's talk about it. I want to say welcome back first and foremost. You know what I mean? we got to give us a little more Appreciate those mafia. Thank you, So, Montage, let's get it going here. Let's get a little positive uh, positivity starting us off here. The latest updates on DeMar Hamlin. Hashtag DeMar Hamlin strong. Hashtag Buffalo strong. Now, what I saw today, Montage, was uh, was he around the facility, or what was up with that? Yeah, so it looks like he stopped into the facility and uh, has guys uh, energy up, giving everyone a little dap up and making sure everyone's fired up for this playoff game. Uh, it's great to see. I hope he's at the game tomorrow. I hope he helps lead the charge. It's going to be uh, such an emotional day, and uh, what a lift he's going to bring uh, to the entire team and to all the fans there uh, if he does show up. It seems like nothing but positive updates at this point. I mean, just for him to be around the facility. Um, when, like, you know, maybe a guy would be a little spooked to come back to, to where he was just, you know, basically confronted with the face of death. 
Um, but of course, he wanted to be around his, his teammates and he wanted to be around the facility. And it just shows yeah. the character of this young man. And it shows just how incredibly fortunate and incredibly blessed we are to still have DeMar Hamlin with us and for him to be having nothing but positive things going forward. So, yes, we here at Built the Buffalo again. And uh, all of us in Bill's Mafia wish DeMar Hamlin nothing but the speediest of recoveries and to get better soon. And we are happy to have you alongside the team. And I'll tell you what. Montage, it's definitely going to add an element of magic. I think, if anything, his presence could just, uh, what it could do for this football team and what it could mm-hmm. do for the overall demeanor and the morale going forward is incredible, right? So, right. Um, how, you know, how do you feel about him going forward? You just think, hey, at this point, it seems like everything is just kind of in the right path. You know, who's thinking about him, of course, playing in the future, but you think that the quality of life this guy can have is, is something that we could be optimistic about? Yeah, it really seems like he's just going to be um, able to go on. And hopefully uh, you don't know what's going on with his um, with his heart and what the you know cardiac fitness is. But, you know, hopefully he can um, make big strides in that aspect um, and, and we can see him around um, and and maybe uh, just maybe uh, see him in a uniform again. But I mean, the big thing, right, is that he's. Uh, He's doing all right. He's alive, first of all. And then he seems like he's in good spirits and just, you know, bringing that energy that everyone talked about, that love that everyone talked about uh, that week or so where um, he was in the woods thick there. And uh, just it's a beautiful thing to see, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's been a lot of tough things this entire season for this football team. I mean, just not even just him, but Dane Jackson, Micah Hyde. And so, like, his presence just, I think it adds – Nothing but the best of vibes, and, and that's what the Bills need going forward because, hey, it is tough to continue a season like, you know, after such a thing has happened, but they were able to go out on the football field and get it done against the Patriots, and now they're heading into the first round of the playoffs. So right. let's go right into the talk about the playoffs right now. Mr. Irrelevant, I think not. Montage, let me give you a quick update on this current status of the Niners and the Seahawks, right? Who would have thought the Seahawks? are going to be in the playoffs first and foremost yeah. without Russell Wilson. It's Geno Smith quarterbacking him, right? It's 41-17 montage. It was just 38-17 before we started the show. It's 41-17. Wow. Rock Purdy, all right? He says, I'm relevant now. 18 of 30, 332 yards and three touchdowns. Six catches for 133 going to Debo for a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries for 119 yards. Wow. This is just amazing. If you ask me. You were watching the team that we're going to meet in the Super Bowl. If we're going to make this Super Bowl, I really think that those San Francisco 49ers are going to be on the other side. And I think that they're just proving it week in and week out. They have the defense, and they also have the offense, right? So, Montage, I mean, it looks like at this point the Seahawks are gone, right? Well, let's take a look at some of the other action. We've got the Chargers uh, in Jacksonville. We're not even in L.A. We're in Jacksonville for this game. Because okay. the Jaguars will host, winning the AFC South. The Bills will play, of course, at 1 o'clock tomorrow in Orchard Park against the Dolphins. Then you got the Giants visiting the Minnesota Vikings at 4.30. And then the Baltimore Ravens will be in Cincinnati for Sunday night football at 8.15, followed by the final uh, matchup of the Super Wild Card weekend, being the Cowboys and Buccaneers on Monday night football at 8.15. So, Montage, right away, what are some of the matchups that you are most closely watching uh, for the rest of the slate of playoff uh, action this weekend? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to tonight's game against the Jags and Chargers. I want to see um, if either of these teams really have a shot to go into Kansas City and maybe get a win, um, assuming the Bengals take care of their business against Baltimore. So um, odds are the Ravens are going to win that matchup, or the Bengals are going to win that matchup, and so that the winner of uh, Jacksonville Chargers will play KC. So I uh, really want to see how those guys um, – come out and, and see how they can execute. I know that uh, they're going to be down Mike Williams for the Chargers. Um, the Jaguars seem fairly healthy, so we'll see. Uh, and then, obviously, our game on Sunday, which we'll get into, which is uh, going to be electric. I can't wait to be there and, and scream and yell for these guys. And, um, you know, hope to get past a little bit of a defeated Miami team. And then, obviously, the Bengals and Ravens will be the nightcap, and, uh, I, you know, it's going to be electric to see the Bengals out there and 
you know, do you expect him to take care of business? And, and we'll see him hopefully the week after that. So next week. By the way, my microphone was not on. There you go. Now it's on. <laughs> Way better. Of course, you're just now tuning in. You're live here in the sit-down on the Built the Buffalo Network's uh, Twitter and YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, come on over to the YouTube page so you can actually comment with us. And if you're out there watching, keep those comments flowing because we are just now getting into the basicness of the show. We've got to get to the meat and potatoes still, right? But we're talking about some of the NFL action currently going on for the playoffs right now as San Fran looks to take care of business right now in that first matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, right? But I think that I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars for a lot of reasons, Montage, because Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. And he's playing really well in a year after a lot of dysfunction, right? Urban Meyer was let go as the head coach. Doug Peterson comes in. We all know Doug Peterson could definitely coach a team. We just saw him win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles after losing their starting quarterback, right? 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 Mm -hmm. In the middle of that season, right? Okay, so... They have a much better team. They added some talent in the offseason. And it's just now starting to come together. And Trevor Lawrence is playing with such confidence. I really like what I see out of the kid. I, I think that he does have a lot of upside. I think he's still by far the best quarterback out of the 2021 draft class, right? And he's showing it. I think Justin Fields is maybe not too far after him as long as you can build a team the same way that Jacksonville is doing. But Jacksonville has a great defense to pair alongside of those playmakers on offense, right? And mm -hmm. That's with Travis Etienne finally being healthy this year. Of course, the kid missed all of last season with an ACL injury. So I think Trevor Lawrence and those Jacksonville Jaguars are a team that I don't really know if I want to face. A little tricky. We didn't do well against them last year. We all know how that result was, right? right. One of the worst examples of a feeling I could have before a football game. But I also look at... Those Buccaneers and Cowboys, dude, the Cowboys, like, the Buccaneers ain't playing that good. But, of course, it's Tom Brady. Everybody says that. Bullshit. The, the Cowboys are a much better team than the Buccaneers this year. So, I'm curious to see, will they finally get a road playoff win? And will Tom Brady be exited in the first round? Will Tom Brady be done after this year? So, I look at that matchup as well, Montage. And then I also look at the Giants and the Vikings because I wonder if those Vikings are for real. But I also like what Brian Dable is building in New Jersey. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah, obviously, you always are going to root for our guy Dable. Um, no ill will, or, or you know, there's there's definitely still love there for the guy, and uh, it's great to see him having success where he's at. And uh, you know, one of these years, um, not sure it's going to be this year, but one of these years, maybe it's uh, going to be a see you in February type of situation, and. Uh, and that'll be fun. So I think that uh, Minnesota is going to win. I just think that they're uh, poised to have uh, a, a better run this year than they've shown in the past. I know Kirk Cousins ne hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire in the playoffs, but um, you know, I'm hope I'm expecting. I'm not hoping. I guess I don't really care about the Vikings, but I'm expecting the Vikings to kind of uh, find their their groove here and and then uh, move on to the next round. And then the the Brady uh, and the Bucks game, um, I didn't mention it because I don't know if I'll even be able to watch the darn game. I'll be out in, for work in, in Michigan, but but I uh, I am interested to see kind of what version of each team you get. Um, superstar talent on both sides of the ball for both teams, and we'll see um, you know who comes out on top in the end. Um, obviously, still a lot of weapons there in Tampa, and uh, we'll see what they they can do. Yeah, like I think that overall, you know, the NFL matchups this year for the playoffs are definitely exciting. It's good to see some fresh faces. It's good to see some fresh blood. And that's kind of what we've been seeing ever since guys like, you know, Peyton Manning have retired. Hopefully Tom Brady retires. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff gives a chance for the new blood, the new wave of energy that is coming throughout the NFL. And especially with some of these younger quarterbacks, it is really good to see. So hats off to the Jaguars for me, by the way, for getting to the playoffs and battling through adversity from three. And I think it was a three and eight start and, and getting to what they are now. So incredible stuff, yeah. right? Look at all these quarterbacks too, right? Because uh, you got, um, especially in the AFC, they're just loaded, right? But it's Herbert and Lawrence. And then you have Allen. You could have had Tua. You have Burrow could have had Lamar obviously you know those two not being there lightens it a little bit but um you just got all these guys and uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see the battles mature over those careers right 
um, ha- you know, having uh, Joseph Pratt says he sees Tom having uh, another three years. So if he does, you know, and Miami gets him, so we could have, you know, Tom, Tom terrific back in the mix here in the AFC uh, playoff picture. And that'll be another interesting uh, a vibe that we get. So, um, you know, it's just cool to see, you know, AFC is loaded with talent, seems like, and having the best team in that conference is uh, even more fun. Now, I've seen some like crazy takes from people about what's going to happen in the offseason about maybe Lamar Jackson ending up in East Rutherford for those Jets. Um, maybe Jimmy G ends up back with the Patriots. Like, I just saw some crazy takes that make you kind of wonder what the NFL landscape is going to look like next year. It changed a bunch heading into this year. And when it changed, I kind of thought that it was going to pave way for more changes, like maybe Aaron Rodgers going to Las Vegas, maybe Derek Carr uh, seeing his time in Las Vegas coming to an end, which is one of those things is already coming to fruition, right? I think that the NFL landscape is just heading for a drastic change, and maybe that's because of what's happening right now, right? Maybe because the Buffalo Bills are coming to take everything by storm. They want to throw in a new blackjack dealer right now just to try and throw us off while they still can, right? I don't like that at all. I don't want us anything to throw us off our path. I don't want anything to derail us. I want us to be the kings of the AFC and the NFL like Tom Brady got to do for 20 plus years, right? So, you know, give us our give us our credit, give us our due. I think and since we had uh, number 17 out there, we're going to be okay. Not the Philip Rivers 17, by the way. Of course, we're talking about Mr. JA 17, not 17 kids. Carter the Jets? Okay. Okay, what do you think about that one, Montage? Real fast before we move on. I'm so intrigued to see where he goes, Roy, uh, you know, and I think that it's um, like, I'm thinking like, what is Carolina going to make a run at him? Cause they've been desperately trying to find somebody over there. Um, you know, Jets. Yeah, sure. It makes a little bit of sense. Uh, is new England going to try to make a play for any of these guys or are they going to run with what they have? So will, will the Colts go for another retiring quarterback too? Uh, the Colts are there that yeah. For a car or for, um, you know, trying to make a run. At, I don't know if they can make a run at Lamar really, but there's just, yeah, there's a lot of um, uncertainty and a lot of guys are um, are going to be uh, up for movement um, this off season. So that's, uh, it's pretty cool to see, but for now, you know, like we said here, uh, we're talking about the current playoffs and then kind of status of the NFL. And I think that we just have exciting uh, QB matchups in, in each and every game. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to, to all these matchups. I think even Daniel Jones in the playoffs, let's see what the kids got. I don't know. He hasn't blown the tires off anyone, but you know, maybe uh, he's got a little of the it factor and a little, little Eli Manning magic or something, you know, well, Danny dimes, magic man, maybe nickel and diamond people. Hey, we'll see. Right. So of course, if you're just now tuning in, you are live here in the sit down, of course, on the built to Buffalo networks, Twitter and YouTube. Of course, we are in partnership with Duff's famous wings, the best freaking chicken wings there are out there. The number Scott, one. Highest rated wing there is, by the way. 9.9. Only reason it wasn't a 10 is because everybody who's going to give me shit for perfection, they are perfection, right? So, Montage, let's move on to one of our favorite segments here. Bada bing, bada boom. What is something good that you saw from the world of sports this week? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> we just kind of talked about it. But uh, the good thing is seeing um, DeMar Hamlin back at the Bills facility, um, you know, seeing this team – uh, getting healthier, we had Micah Hyde um, and Jameson Crowder have their practice windows uh, opened by the team. So just, you know, getting all three of those guys kind of back um, at the facility. And I know Demar's obviously just back there in uh, physical presence and not, you know, with the team in any capacity for playing. But just having those guys in the building, doing what they're doing, participating in any way they can, um, you know, they talk about the love and the brotherhood this team has. And it just kind of shows, you know, these guys are all fighting for each other. They're all willing to do what it takes to put their bodies on the line and, and accomplish the the one common goal they have. So I, you know, I'd love to see um, guys getting healthy, obviously DeMar healing and continuing his progress, being able to be at the facility. And then, uh, you know, obviously the, the Hyde news was uh, particularly huge um, big 23 fan. So hopefully um, we can see him uh, sometime throughout the playoffs here this year. He deserves to be on the field when we hoist that trophy, I think, at the end of the year. Amen to that. So I think for my little moment of bada bing, bada boom, the best thing that I saw in the world of sports this week, congratulations to Matthew Milano on your first All-Pro selection. 
more than warranted. The guy has been Absolutely. lights out, has been clutch for this defense, has been an anchor, we all know. And I think that it's going to also lead me into the next segment too, Montage, because there were some other things that I was a little salty about, right? But we're going to get to that. But again, congratulations. Matt Milano has just time and time again, he has been so pivotal to this defense and he has been so reliable and he has been on the, and, and his energy is unmatched. And we all saw it in the most purest of forms of tackling you'll see, right? Nothing dirty about it. Almost snatched the life of Mike White right out of him. And I mean, hey, that's because he played pure football. Nothing illegal or violent about it. But again, congratulations to Matt Milano. So Montage, let's move into our next segment. And I'm going to go ahead and I'll start us off here. Forget <laughs> about it. What's one of the worst things? Montage, how about the fact that, okay, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, I, I just whatever. You, gotta, you can have those guys as your all-pro quarterback. Josh Allen is the guy. Stephon Diggs is, hey, J Justin Jefferson, no question, right? But Stephon Diggs should be right there as well. I just think, how is it that every single year we are left off this all-pro list or we're left off the Pro Bowl list? Like, I look at Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. I, they're just guys that really should be considered, like, should be at least like close to being on this list or like even mentioned around it. And I'm not even seeing it. Why yeah. is it that we continuously get disrespected? And I don't get it. So that makes me say, forget about it, whatever. Montage, we got for us this week. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's a good uh, path to have for the forget about it because um, the other thing was, I believe they had a graphic that was put out there for you know quarterbacks participating in the playoffs and that's kind of what i just touched on and how blessed we are to have all these guys but they didn't have josh allen on the graphic are you kidding me like what what do you if you have a graphic with anybody that's going to be in the playoffs this year and you're you're not going to leave out the you know the guy was the preseason mvp favorite the bills were the preseason super bowl favorites and he hasn't played that bad to drop off he's got his guys and if it wasn't for an act of God and a medical emergency, we could be the one seed here, right? So, you know, come on. I think uh, forget about it. And we don't care about those things anyway. All we care about is at the end of the year, we want to hoist that trophy. And as long as we do that, they, everybody else can have their personal accolades and, and individual stuff. Yeah, they could take their, you know, their personal Lombardi trophies that they, of course, this is a great way to lead into our next segment, by the way. But if, if you're just now tuning in, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you came over from Twitter and you haven't done so already, check us out on Facebook as well. Hit that like button. Of course, we are live here in the sit down. It is Saw Scott. It is the Mafia Montage. We're right now discussing, forget about it, which is some of the ugliest things that, hey, by the way, if they're going to leave Josh Allen out of a playoff graphic, then maybe they shouldn't ever highlight the fact that he has the highest passer rating ever in a postseason. Yep. And we all saw it last season. What he did last year, he did everything possible to make sure his team was going to make the Super Bowl. Hey, we just know how it goes, right? It happens. So, again, guys, Josh Allen, quit the disrespect, forget about it. But that's going to lead us to our next segment about personal accolades right here. It is the first round of the playoffs. The Bills will host Miami for their third matchup this year. Their second in Buffalo. Now, how do we feel, Montage, about overall the regular season results and what led us to being back at this point, us being out of Miami and them coming to town to play us in the playoffs? How do you feel about this overall sense of the matchup? Yeah, I think they uh, this matchup, just it's hopefully going to be reminiscent of kind of last year's Patriots matchup, right, where we had – uh, loss early in the season and there was some some weather events happening now it wasn't an extreme weather event in Miami but I mean heat is weather related so you know I think that played a part in uh, the Bills loss in Miami and whether anybody wants to admit it or not I'm not here to argue it I'm just telling you the facts that it made a difference and so moving on from that you know we get into Buffalo and they have Tua and it's a dog fight to the end and we come out on top so a plus one point differential overall for between the two games for buffalo um winning by three and losing by two right so i believe this game is going to be much different obviously we don't have Tua, don't have teddy bridgewater uh liam eichenberg has now been rolled out they will get into the injury list but um i expect this to be uh, stomping i think they're gonna come out and and i almost want to change my score from wednesday on the buffalo blitz here on built-in buffalo network 
uh, where I where I said 37 to 10, and I'm gonna update that later on to reflect the current the current uh, standings of, of what teams are gonna play out there on uh, on Sunday. Montages daily score prediction. How much? How much is it gonna change day to day? Right? We gotta we gotta adjust. We're adding half a point here, you know, day by day, right? <laughs> Yeah. Now, hey, that's a good way to put it, though, Montage, because as – listen, and with all due respect to especially the Miami fans that were, you know, donating to DeMar Hamlin's cause, with all that being said, let's put the respect aside for a fucking second, right? Because all he is, we're saying, oh, here we come. We got Tyreek Hill. We got two. We got – here we come. Acting like a bunch of jackasses, right? And now – you got to come back to Buffalo where you guys were going to take away the AFC East from us. Oh, no, here comes Godzilla. Well, no, Godzilla was sitting in number 17 the entire time in blue, red, and white, right? And he said, you're going to have to come on back to Buffalo, okay? And it's not like we have the craziest of elements of weather right now, but I like the way that you summed it up before because, yes, Miami's weather was definitely a factor with the way that they have built their stadium and the way that they have designed that to be an advantageous uh, to their home team, of course, right? But now how they got to come back to Buffalo and it's a little bit of a tight situation, whatever, but now we get to go put our foot on the next. However, I will say the one thing that I'm not excited about is I'm not excited about not facing Tua. I mean, whether or not it looks like it's an easy game, it's bullshit. Anybody could come out and anybody could win. You never know. Skyward Thompson could be Brock Purdy, right? We're seeing it right now. But it makes me a little upset that we're not going to see the full strength of, you know, at their team at this point yeah. and the full strength version of our team at this point because that's what you want. You don't want excuses. You want to go toe-to-toe with the best of the best to show why you're the best of the best because ultimately you don't want any excuses for anybody to say anything bad about it or to demean what you've done. Right. So I do want to, there's one good thing that it's like kind of gives us like a preseason game for the playoffs. Right. If you want to say that, you know, so at least uh, since we didn't get the one seed on a freak accident, maybe this is uh, the next best scenario from a football standpoint. Could be the football God saying, Hey, you know what I mean? Like never going to root for an injury, but, and I agree with you a hundred percent that, Hey, uh, we want to play your best with our best and see who comes out on top because that's what the game's all about. Why, you know, nobody wants to play a mismatch. It's why college football is tough to watch sometimes when you have Clemson going up against, uh, you know, Akron or something. It's just not a, it's not a fair, <laughs> it's not a fair, ma- you know, I don't know who watches that. So it's, uh, uh, I'm going out there. I'm, I'm super energetic tomorrow, but, you know, I'm also, uh, you know, just hoping that it's a blowout and I want to, you know, I want them to be able to play their backups by midway through the third quarter, to be honest with you. Yeah. Take care of business and get out of there. So we don't have any other freak accidents, right? Of course, that's the most important thing, but you don't overlook any of this matchup, which is why we're going to still get to our offensive keys to the game, our defensive keys to the game and much more that ahead, guys don't go anywhere. We've got much more content ahead. We're just getting started. So let's go ahead montage. Let's roll into the next part. Um, We'll take some comments after we get through this injury report, but this is huge, right? Buffalo's injury report is not quite like Miami's. Miami's is much bigger. Montage, take us through. Yeah, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier. So Mostert and Tua ruled out Um, today, uh, about half an hour or so before the show, I saw Eichenberg um, on the offensive line is going to be out as well. Uh, Teron Armstead has got four different injuries that he's going to battle back from and going to try to play. I'm not going to be surprised to see him out there, but I don't know what form of Toronto Armstead we're really going to get. Um, Bridgewater at this point isn't going to start at least. I don't think he's going to play then because if he was going to be able to play at all, uh, I would assume he would start. So I don't know if he's ever available in emergency or over the water by now. So, yeah. So we'll wait for inactives on on some of these questionables, but, but uh, you know, just, these guys are are very depleted, and um, like you said, you, you want to have their best shot in, in this round, this stage of the season. Um, and uh, you know, it's just uh, unfortunate for for those guys, uh, you know, as people. And then on the Bills side, uh, we elevated John Brown, right, and um, Eli Anku, the D tackle from our practice squad, and we have. Isaiah McKenzie and Jordan Phillips questionable. So doesn't bode well to see those guys. And if they are, um, especially McKenzie with a hamstring, which is easily, um, you know, one of the injuries you can re-injure 
the easiest, I guess. So, so it's one of those things you want to be careful with the soft tissue injuries. You want to make sure you take care of them, give them rest. And honestly, uh, McKenzie hasn't been uh, blowing people out of the water by any means. He can sit a game and uh, rest up, and then hopefully, uh, you know, if we need him back in the second round, he'll be there for us and uh, be more productive uh, having that rest. So um, Phillips has been battling through. I don't necessarily think that Anku being elevated says he's not going to play for sure. Um, he's been playing through this injury, and I think um, he is a veteran that doesn't need to go out there and practice every day. So he might be getting this week's Matt Milano treatment where he kind of DNPs all week, but we end up seeing him out on the field on Sunday. Yeah, and of course, I think at this point, the Bills are also recognizing the situation at hand for what it is, that we are not exactly facing Miami at 100% normal strength. So I think that some of this, we will take a little bit of precaution, but I do know the way that Sean McDermott approaches every single team, uh, every single game with the same mindset. It's hard to win in this league, no matter what. And you cannot overlook any game. You can't overlook any play. You can't overlook any down. You've got to take every single bit of it, play by play, little bit by little bit. So I look at this this right here. And, of course, I expect maybe Jordan Phillips will play. If he doesn't, you know, we got to move forward. We've got to do our best to move forward at that point. Isaiah McKenzie, you know, is getting a little bit of his uh, reps, I think, tossed to Khalil, uh, Khalil Shakir. We saw a couple uh, – a couple plays go towards John Brown, of course. So it makes you really wonder how much of his production we're going to miss, right? But the biggest thing here for Miami, no Raheem Mostert, no yep. Tua. Those two guys right there are the two reasons that Miami was in the football game against us last time, right? They, you know, Tua played well enough. And, of course, Raheem Mostert was running all over us. Jeff Wilson could still run the football, I want to say that. But now when you got Taron Armstead, you got him injured, you know, like look at his status right there, guys. Then you got Bradley Chubb too. It just doesn't look well for Miami at this point. And it makes you wonder exactly just how much they're going to compete against us. But I do fully expect, you know, they're going to come ready to sort of play. It is still a divisional matchup. It is a rivalry in a sense, right? So I, I expect Miami, even though they are wowing us on this injury report quite a bit, still ready to come in and try to, you know, maybe put up a couple points in the first quarter. Right. I expect them to come and give us their best shot with what they have. And it um, is, like I said, it's unfortunate that guys like Armstead and Chubb who might play are going to be, you know, not the best versions of themselves. Maybe not the players that we would expect at the caliber uh, that they've put on tape uh, in previous matchups. But, um, you know, at least go out there and give it a go. And then we'll see, like you said, how competitive it's going to be. I think they're going to play their tails off on both sides, obviously. and and what what does that get uh, get them? Um, what is their best shot get them uh, on Sunday? I think that uh, you know we'll find out in our score predictions later on. Uh, but hit the like if you're if you're tuning in now or you're listening in podcast form. Please like, share, and follow us, uh, especially on YouTube. Help us grow this grow this YouTube channel, and we'll be on Facebook and Twitter as well for Built in Buffalo. And uh, anything else on the injury report you got? No, Montage, I think it's a great opportunity to move forward. Uh, I just wanted to highlight one comment here. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, bring up some comments for us real fast. uh, So Roy kind of agreed with us, hopefully seeing Keenum in the fourth. I want to just highlight this one. Um, So, yeah, Peyton Hillis, I think uh, we heard some news that he was uh, going through some stuff after trying to save some lives. And um, last I heard, he was making some progress back. Uh, towards towards a positive note, but uh, you know, with all the prayers we've doled out and things like that that uh, uh, we gave for Demar and these kind of things, I also want to give that same kind of energy to to a guy like Peyton Hillis, who was uh, never a superstar in the NFL, but one of those guys you always rooted for, and and just a, a really good dude. Um, for what I made a cover, yeah, he, yeah. He, had a, he had a brief moment there. It was like, whoa, where oh, yeah. did that guy come from? Honestly, so yeah, I appreciate that very much. Montage prayers up for Peyton Hillis. Former running back slash fullback for the Cleveland Browns, I believe. Uh, quick update, too. The Niners have finished business. Uh, 41 to 23 is the final score. The next game will be coming on here momentarily at about 8.15, right about the time. Um, we are usually getting about done with the show or so. So, of course, guys, stay tuned with us. We've got more ahead as far as the Bills and the Dolphins matchup goes. We've got to talk about something here real fast, Montage. And that's something – that I think is a little bit of a tougher subject. Everybody says what he should do. Everybody says what he shouldn't do. 
Everybody yep. says what the doctors don't know, what the doctors do know. Two is still in concussion protocol at this point. Now, this is what we're going to ask. Unbiased. Montage, what would you do if you're Tua from this point going forward? Yeah, I, I don't know what his um, prognosis is right now either. So it's hard for me to tell. I don't um, necessarily try to keep up with his uh, concussion status. But I, I think that if he is at risk to sustain these things at the clip that he has so far this season – then I would retire um, immediately. I think Mitch Morse, um, who is just one of those guys that, uh, you know, veteran presence for the league, not only just the Bills, um, reached out to Tua and kind of had a conversation with him about concussions. And, and um, you know, Mitch Morse just had another one this year, missed a game. <laughs> yeah. with it. And it's like, you know, he is, um, you know, so he's he knows, and, and I, I can't pretend to know anything about, Head injuries, um, never gone through not uh, one officially. I think I got a concussion when I was riding my bike and I couldn't play in my AYSO game, which really made me mad when I was like five years old. So there was that. But otherwise, um, you know, I, I don't know uh, medically how he's, you know, how he can progress if if it is going to stay like this, where he takes some, you know, some guys are like that when they start getting to a point where they take even a little bit of contact and start getting these concussions back to back to back. It's, um, it's a scary thing, man. And I just, I just hope whatever he does, you know, he ends up, um, you know, coming out uh, on a, on the good side after when his football career is done, whether it be this season or in the future, you know, I just want to make sure that he's going to be able to be a person, uh, a husband, um, you know, a brother, a son, all those things to the people in his life uh, after playing this game. Yeah, I think when I overall look at the, the situation, I think that when it comes to CTE, we don't see the effects of it necessarily kick in right away. Um, we usually see this become a, something later in their lives, right? However, I think that there's a really good possible case. Now, I say possible because I'm not a doctor, but I look at Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown, after that hit that he suffered from Vontae's perfect, all of a sudden, his attitude and his his personality started to change. He started to become extremely arrogant and almost to the point where he doesn't make a ton of sense. And we've seen the things that have transpired with Antonio Brown. Now, I'm not saying don't play football because you're going to end up like Antonio Brown. No, I'm saying the effects of it long-term, Junior Seau. I mean, the guy committed suicide, right? And they say that a big result of that was from CTE. There was the player that... Uh, I believe from the Cardinals, was it, that shot and killed himself in the team's locker room, I think it was, after I think he murdered his girlfriend and kid, something like that. I mean, these things do happen. So football is an incredible dream, right? And it's a great opportunity to become paid. Superstar life, you know, that all the types of benefits that come with it. But is it really worth having a life in the future? And Ask Andrew Luck. The guy walked away from the game when we all saw that he still could probably play football, right? But yeah. he was being demolished every time that he went out there. And he asked himself, is this any sort of quality of life that I want to have after the game of football? Because football is not forever, unless you're Tom Brady, right? But Tom Brady's one out of how many, right? Yeah. So football is not forever. And I wonder if, for, if I'm to uh, – I'm going to consider retiring, and that's like really considering retiring. Now, whether you wait till after the season, you do it now, I don't really care because I, I look at the way that Miami has handled his career, and I don't necessarily trust anybody in Miami's organization from this point going forward because whether whether you're a fan or not, you have got to look at their whole situation, Stephen Ross all the way down, and you look at that dysfunction and you wonder, should I really entrust my personal health and well-being? When we just saw the NFL and, and how they responded to Mar Hamlin with the whole five minutes thing, yeah. it makes you wonder, really, do you really entrust that you're in the best situation going forward? And I don't think so. And I think that it's a good opportunity to, hey, take some personal time to reflect because, of course, this is his decision. This is his life. And I think that it's 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 up to him. Whether that means he competes against me on Sunday, I could give a shit. I really would like to not hear anything bad about Tua's life going forward because I got no personal issues with Tua Tungavailoa. I just want to say that first and foremost. But I think that 
it's really, really risky at this point, yeah. especially with how everything has already gone this season montage. He should have never been playing against us for the rest of the first matchup. And we're already seeing it just transpiring again. It's dangerous, right? Any more thoughts yeah. on that? I find myself rooting for the guy, you know, I don't have any yeah. real towards him. It's like, you know, but he's a guy who's persevered, um, you know, coming from uh, a program that's esteemed like Alabama and and having a, a good career there and then coming into the NFL and just having um, very little organizational structure behind him. Um, a lot of stuff that's just craziness and uh, persevering and showing this year that, man, he's pretty damn good. And, uh, can play at the NFL level, but um, is that worth the risk for his long-term health? And I, you know, he's got to answer that. I, obviously we can't. So. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what team doctors say. It doesn't matter what Mike McDaniel says. It doesn't matter what Steven fucking Ross says. It doesn't matter because they haven't done well by you at this point. It matters. What do you feel on the inside? Some guys, Hey, football is worth everything. Some people, their life outside of football is worth a hell of a lot more. So it really is a personal decision. But I do wish to a nothing but, you know, health going forward, nothing but success going forward. And I hope that whatever decision he makes works well for him in the end. That's that's truly on a human level. It's putting football aside, recognizing that this guy is a human being as well, just like you or me. And, uh, you know, at this point, it's something that, again, I look at. I would consider retiring. I could give a shit about money or anything else, right? So any comments real fast, Montage, before we move on? Yeah, just a lot of people, uh, you know, coming in saying, stay out the rest of the season. You know, if you get one more even, um, then retire. But, you know, again, that's going to be him, um, you know, and then DK. That one more could be the one that, boop, yeah. takes him over the yeah, edge. That's, that's my concern too, but you know, and this is, uh, seems like more people outside of Miami are, are concerned. Than and that's not a swipe than, either. That's the truth. Yeah. It's just very, very, uh, you know, unsettling for me. I, I just, I hate to see it. I mean, it's a part of the game that we love to watch and consume. And, um, I love the strategic aspect of it. Um, I study it a lot. Obviously it's a passion of mine. That's why I'm here in front of all of you. Uh, but, uh, obviously there's the human side of it and, and there's the risk side of it. And, and, and if there's a big risk for somebody, um, you know, I don't need to be entertained by them that bad. I think they, uh, really should, you know, do what's best, like I said, for their long-term health to be able to be there for their loved ones and their family and friends and, and have a quality of life. Exactly. Our pure entertainment and our pure joy and our pure, you know, whatever the, our pure love for the game is nothing compared to what these guys have got to actually go out there and face and all the scrutiny that comes alongside with it and all the dangers that come alongside with it and all the long-term effects that come alongside with it, you know, it just makes you wonder how much of it truly is worth it. So let's move on, Montage. Of course, if you're just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Networks YouTube and Twitter. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet, follow us, but then come on over to YouTube. Subscribe Bye to that page time. and hit that like button and start those comments because right now we're discussing – this playoff matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. And we've got to get into our victory formation here, which is our offensive keys to the game. But before we do that, the music. The music, right? If it comes up. The victory formation, right? How do you put the knee down? How do you put the knee down? That's what we're going to ask you. Montage, it's key. How do we come out there? Just wanted to play some brief music, right? Because it gets me a little bit of that put the knee down kind of vibes. How do we go out there this week and end up winning this matchup against the Miami Dolphins uh, offensively? What are our offensive keys this week? You want to start this one and give me pain trains or what? Can we make that deal live? All right. We could do that. We could do that. Kick it All right, off, so touch, simple as this. Go in there and do what we've been doing, right? Stefan Diggs, you get him going when you need to. We all saw it last week that we got him going when it was necessary. It was never a hard thing to get him involved against the Patriots, right? We got him going, right? But come out there. And Gabriel Davis, no drops this week, right? I'm looking at you, 13s, right? I got your number back here. I got your number this week. Dawson Knox, continue to make those little plays, whether it's a touchdown, whether it's a big first down gain. I love it. James Cook and Devin Singletary, you guys keep that little animosity going between you got a first down, I'm getting 15 yards. Well, you got 15, I'm getting 20. Keep that same energy going. Then Josh, go in here, 
and just do your kids a favor, right? Just pick them up from daycare because the Miami Dolphins are your babies, right? Pick them up, cradle them, rock them, send Xavier Howard back home so he can comfort Tua on the couch and say, we love you, buddy. Thanks for a good season, but we'll see you next year, right? Of course, the Buffalo Bills just take care of the football. Down after down, focus on getting positive yards. I don't care if it's two yards, three yards, move the football downfield, get the points on the board, get out of this matchup so we can move on to bigger and better things. Because, hey, I don't care if it's a it's a possible, you know, walk all over type of matchup. We're facing their third string, whatever. You get it done, finish the job, play after play. Let's move on to bigger, better things. Montage, what do you got for us for offensive keys? Yeah, I'm going to echo a little bit of what you said there. I want to see Singletary and Cook just controlling the, the flow of the game, get, you know, on their yardage, on their terms, and, you know, one-up each other. That stuff is hilarious uh, to see. So, you know, I want to see, um, you know, a big game from both of them. And I, you know, could care less if uh, if Allen has even 100 yards passing, if we can run the ball over these guys and uh, get the win and, and get out of there. I saw that uh, Allen's over-under carries was like nine and a half or something. I'm like, what? I, if he carries the ball 10 times, what the heck are we doing out there um, in, a, in a playoff game where he shouldn't need to carry the ball 10 times? Now, I get it. He, he, may, he, may, he may improvise and things like that, and you can't stop him. But, um, you know, with the, with the guys we got out there, you know, I want to see some of these guys coming up. If Beasley and Brown are active, let's see what they got. Let's see, show us what these guys, you know, Davis and these supporting roles can really do this week and, and give us that, you know. So I, I really agree with what you said there. Um, and, and obviously taking care of the ball. So I, that's obviously the key to every game really is taking care of the ball. We could say that every week. It's a broken record, but you know, it's something that this team has struggled with here and there. And, you know, you, you want to say like the biggest thing when I say take care of the ball is especially inside the red zone, right? Zero red zone turnovers for the rest of the season. Yes, please. No more. Because dude. we can't afford it, especially with the stakes this high, zero red zone turnovers. Uh, for the rest of the year. We can't have it, and uh, that's the biggest um, key that I'll say. I like that, too, because it's something that – it it's so funny, right? Allen has zero red zone interceptions forever, and it's like now it's become like something like, like oh, we got it out of the way. It could just happen regularly. Like, no, no more of that. No more of that. Right. Hey, and by the way, wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having a couple of returns for, uh, you know, touchdowns. Naheem Hines, you're the man, yeah. by the way. I love that. So, all right, let's move on to our next one here, Montage, of course. Let's get you going here, brother. It's third down. Third long. Tyler Thompson jumps back. Montage, what are the defensive keys for the Buffalo Bills this week? What are the pain trains going to say? Yeah, Betty, we got to wrap up these weapons, right? So, Waddle and Hill and company. Uh, need to be tackled. We need to make sure we contain those two guys uh, and then the rest of the guys, you know, make the tackles when you can. So uh, really putting it on the secondary this week as our defensive keys for the game. Secondary has to be sound in coverage, but then also come up, make the hit, make the tackle, and make sure that, uh, you know, Elam and Tredavious White there probably each should have an interception, I would say. I think defensively, the biggest thing that I love about our unit is that we'll give up a few big plays. Um, sometimes we'll let you even get it going in the first quarter a little bit, right? But then we settle in. We usually can create a turnover. We can create some form of three and out, whatever, to get the football back for our offense. And at that point, it's up to our offense to continue from that point on and put points back on the board. So I think defensively, continue to play your game. Getting burned by Tyreek Hill is not like something that I'm throwing things at the at the wall and getting pissed off about. The guy is nicknamed Cheetah for a reason, right? So Tredavious White getting a little burned, of course, coming off an ACL injury wasn't like the worst thing in the you know the world. But it's how do you respond after that? How do you make plays after that? Make him one or two plays here and there to force a turnover, third and long situations, creating fourth and long, punting the football back to us, whatever it takes. Get us the football back offensively. Let's go score some tutties, right? Montage, we got any more comments before we move on? Uh, Force Skylar to throw from Roy here. I, I couldn't agree more. So, um, you know, that's going to be kind of one of those things where uh, we're going to give him something that we think we can take away once the completion is made. I don't think you can go out there and ask, say, hey, 
keep this guy from getting any completions, right? He's going to get here, there. He wants a swing pass, this, that, the other thing. Go ahead. But, you know, make the tackle once the ball is in the, the receiver's hands, and uh, we'll be fine. Do what defenses used to do to Tyrod. Make him play QB, okay? That's and right. that's the thing is, no Raheem Mostert, he's kind of forced to, I mean, unless you want to give Jeff Wilson the ball 40 times this game. And if you do that, fine. You I better be giving Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle the ball 40 times. And, I mean, of course, they could get creative, but does Mike McDaniel, you know, is he really getting all that creative at this point? We'll have to see. Of course, no matter what, stay grounded, force them into to long second-down situations and long third-down situations, which can take away the run, forcing Skyra Thompson to become a quarterback that has got to beat us, right? So I like that. Let's move on to our next one here, Montage. And that is, of course, let's get a little bit of music for this one, too. Our unsung hero of the game. Now, the unsung hero of the game last week, Montage, for me, was John Brown. John Brown coming up with a huge touchdown reception out of nowhere. Josh does go like this, wins it, right? But who is going to be this week's unsung hero of the week? Montage, let's start with you. Yeah, the big hog mallies up front. I'm going to lump them all in. Those offensive linemen, especially looking at you, Saffold. These guys are going to be the unsung hero. They're going to open some lanes to run through. They're going to protect Josh Allen, and they're going to get us out of here with a big dub. I like that. Montage, last week I had Deion Dawkins as my unsung hero, and you know what? He played pretty well. But I think this week it's going to be a tough one. right? But I honestly – I liked what I was seeing from, was it Dean Marlowe? I think I was seeing a lot from Dean Marlowe last week. Dean yeah. Marlowe was kind of all around making a little bit of plays here and there. I like Dean Marlowe as the unsung hero of the week this week. Maybe even comes up with a nice interception on Mr. Sky High Thompson over there, right? That's who I like for this week. But any other comments we've seen out there, Montage, for the unsung hero? Yeah, Joe's going with uh, James Cook, who Ooh. is almost breaking out of unsung status. But yes. we got to keep some of these guys in here so we can have a little bit of flavor to pick from here. And then Gabe Davis. And it's sad, almost, that Gabe Davis has fall, almost fallen back in to the unsung yeah. category. But he is. And, and you I know totally, totally agree, Roy. Gabe Davis was the unsung hero of our matchup against Indianapolis a couple years ago in the playoffs. He was the reason that we were like in the game in the first half. So maybe, maybe Gabe Davis returns to unsung hero to try and get himself out of the, the unsung so he could start singing again, right? But it is crazy to me that Gabe Davis is kind of falling back into that, especially when the guy was lighting it up for superstar numbers in Kansas City a year ago, right? But of course, Montage, let's move on. Here we got to talk about the weakest link of the week. And who is the Dolphins' weakest link, do you think? Uh, it's going to be the quarterback I think we talked about. So for sake of not repeating myself, I think, um, you know, the weakest link is going to be missing at running back. Um, you know, having Mostert out and, um, and not having uh, really much. I mean, you have Jeff Wilson there, but, you know, I don't know. I don't really think they, they have a, a lot of options to run the football. So it kind of turns them into a one-dimensional offense. And that's just, a, you know, a recipe for disaster. If you don't have uh, a multiple look and, and a threat to beat someone in different ways, then, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to execute. So I think that not having the running game there um, – is going to be a little bit uh, of the weakest link for Miami because that's what really hurt us last game. And, um, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, now not having Mostert, I think, you know, that's going to be their weakest link. So mine is, is, and I've been waiting for this one all day, Mike McDaniel, you fucking clown. Honestly, the way that he answers questions and press conferences, montage, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like, what are you doing over there, dude? I get that it's Miami, but put the put the straw down for a minute, Mike, and come back to coaching this football team because you've got a playoff game. No, Mike McDaniel, again, I, I look at Mike McDaniel and Robert Sala, two guys that came from San Francisco where they have obviously had success. Kyle Shanahan, great coach, right? But Robert Sala, the way that he's making that Jets organization look, is much different than the way that Mike McDaniels makes that that entire Dolphins organization look. From the time that he got hired, 
I thought everything was manufactured. The way that him and Tua had a phone call on the plane about how they couldn't wait to work. It just seemed manufactured, right? So for me, Mike McDaniel is the weakest link. You didn't stand by your players. You didn't stand by Tua. And that's right now why Tua is mm-hmm. in this situation right now, not starting for you this week. Mike McDaniel, you should 100% be considered to be fired, tossed out the can because you are the weakest link. Now, Montage, that's going to bring us to our next, next one here, my friend. And that is the underdog fantasy entry of the week. Now, last week I went three for five, right? I haven't seen, but I did pick in the Bills picks. I did pick correctly. Just saying, just saying, just saying. So I'm going to give you one pick. By the way, of course, we are in partnership with Underdog Fantasy with a deposit match promo code right now. Anywhere from $10 to $100. If you deposit and use this promo code, BIB, which stands for Built in Buffalo, you get a 100, yes, 100%. Deposit match right now. If you use that promo code BIB, get in the playoff action right now with 815 coming up. You can get your picks in for this game right here. So you know what, Montage? Let me go ahead. I'm gonna give them a pick from this game, and then I'll give them a pick for the Bills and Dolphins game. And maybe you can add something on to it as well. What do you say? So I'm looking right here. Justin Herbert. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going uh lower than eight rushing yards. I'm going lower than eight rushing yards. Justin Herbert does not like to run the football. I know it seems like, oh, we got to definitely take the higher. No, I'm going lower than eight. I've seen him. He does not like to run the football. He will do whatever it takes to stay in that pocket and throw the football. So I got that. But then for tomorrow's matchup with the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins, I'll tell you, I'm looking right here. Mr. Joshua, nah. I'm liking Devin Singletary higher than 46 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to stay away from Josh picks because I don't want to see a lot of Josh tomorrow. And that's because I just don't, I, I, I really don't want to be in any scenario where we have to see a lot of Josh montage. What do you think for tonight or tomorrow or both? Yeah, I'm going to share my screen here with you folks yes, and uh, give you a live look in. This is the pick them interface on the web. Um, I don't really like anything from the Dolphins because I just don't think I don't it's, know what to uh, expect from them, right? Yeah, I don't. It's just not smart to really. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna hit higher for Waddle having three and a half receptions. The guy's got to have four. If he doesn't have four catches, then you're right. McDaniel's the weakest link by far because yeah. he's not gonna put the ball in these guys' hands. Then uh, you have no chance. You just have nothing. Um, I agree with that. You know, you got uh, 314 and a half total yards from Allen. I agree. I don't know if I want to see him out there for that long. So I'm going to stay away from Allen as well. Yeah. Um, with Diggs, I always have to hit a lower. I'm sorry. I love you, brother. You're you're, you're great, but uh just can't uh, expect you to it's get almost betting those high unbiased. numbers. It's when, picking uh, unbiased too. Yeah. Uh, just I've been burnt too many times with – with the under on those and uh i just gotta go there so i'm gonna get into a couple other ones though i want to give you a little bit of flavor and not just stick here uh with the buffalo bills so i need two more um i took your devin singletary higher than 46 and a half by the way really like okay. that pick so I, I agreed with it um one of the um, big things- i like isaiah hodgins on the higher receiving yards i really do i was looking at that myself so let's punch that in former and buffalo i want to go over to um Justin Jefferson because they'll always give me this. This is a free bet here. This is the the greatest thing about underdog fantasy and the pickums. They get higher or lower than 0.5 receiving touchdowns for Justin Jefferson in a playoff game. Yeah, of he's course, get one of course he's going to score a touchdown. Come on, he's got to. I mean, I think that's just uh, pretty free much money. Free, free money there. Free. It's a free exactly. pick. So let's rip in ten bucks here and uh, see if we can't win couple hundred dollars and uh there we go so we got singletary higher than 46 and a half russian waddle higher than three and a half receptions stefan Diggs lower than 79 and a half receiving only because i don't want to see him playing all four quarters and i don't think he needs to be utilized for all that yardage isaiah hodgins over or higher than 43 and a half receiving and justin jefferson to score a touchdown basically so uh, those are this week's underdog fantasy entry of the week. And uh, like he said, BIB is our code. Go sign up, get a hundred percent 
uh, match on your deposit. You only have to deposit 10 bucks and you can get 10 bucks free and then throw a couple in there. It doesn't have to be big money, but uh, go in there, check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, if you post a couple of your uh, pickums, if you if you win one, throw it into our Twitter accounts at Mafia Montage or at Buffalo Sauce God there. And we'll uh, we'll get you in a little entry there for for a nice little uh, trading card. Is it signed or? Yep, it's a signed Greg Rousseau card. Greg Rousseau card. So let's let's get that entries in. Show us show us what you got out there in the underdog world. And if, like I said, if you guys win, and by the way, just to clear up some confusion, this is legal in over 40 states. So if you're in a state where you say, oh, sports betting is not legal, that does not mean that you are not eligible to play with Underdog Fantasy. Of course, we here at Buff, Built in Buffalo and here in the sit-down do not encourage or endorse any illegal or underage gambling of any sort. We say to you, bet and play at your own risk. Of course, you must be 18 or older to play. And the deposit match right now will get you a deposit match to anywhere from $10 to $100 in 100% total. So, Montage, let's move to our score predictions next before we get to our final two segments of the show. What do you have for the final score prediction? You said earlier something like 37-10, but it was going to change at some point during the show. What do you got for us? It's changing by the second in my head here. The numbers are just going through the randomizer now. By the way, I think, can we encourage legal – Fantasy sports and betting is that okay to encourage? We can encourage it. Yes, I encourage legal uh, betting and gambling all day long. Get that money, anyways. Action. uh, Forty-four to six. They'll get two field goals tomorrow. Um, They'll break something, but then get stopped in the red zone. They'll have to settle for a field goal. Forty-four to six is your mafia montage score prediction for this week. I got a good. 35 to 35 to nine. Ah, 38 to nine. I like a good 38 to nine, 38 to nine, because, you know, we're just going to have some fun out there. We're going to give them a few field goals. They're going to kick it, you know, a couple of times. They're going to have some fun out there. They're going to have some chicken wings in Buffalo and they're going to go back to Miami where Mike McDaniel is going to have a long plane ride home with the team. So that's our final score predictions. Mafia montage. Give us some of the final score predictions before we move into the montage maniac of the week. Wow, Joe, coming in 24 the fan, by the way? My mom's coming in 37-10. She's going to keep it at that. She liked that score prediction. And uh, that's what we're seeing here in the comments. And no, so, Montage, yeah. I like it. What, All are, right, well, what are we doing? What is the next segment here? We got to get ourselves a little Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get this banner off there and let's get you a little introduction video and get to it. Had to change wardrobe there. I don't care. I'm going chalk, baby. Josh Allen owns Miami Dolphins. Let's go. It's playoff time, 17 time. Best quarterback rating in the playoff history. He's the best quarterback in the league. Let's go. Josh Allen, this week's Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week, baby. Go Bills. I like it, Montage. Hey, go Bills, baby. Josh Allen has got to secure the job, right? Because, hey. And that is going to kind of lead me right into this next segment perfectly because, hey, you got Joe Burrow, you got Pat Mahomes as the all-pro guys, right? Who are you sleeping on? You're sleeping on a maniac of the week? Ah, let's get sauce. Again, take a little... Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow, F that, baby, JA-17, the only quarterback in history. Nothing else after that, right? Because Josh Allen is the man. It is this weekend. You get a chance to take your kids, send them back home nice and peacefully, right? Those Miami Dolphins that you have only got two losses in your career against, one at the hands of Charles Clay and one at the hands of Mother Nature and Miami's Heat, right? We don't mess with that. It's playoffs in Buffalo. Josh says, come on, Mike. Come on, Jalen. Come on, Tyreek. And he's going to shut him down one after another and show exactly why Josh Allen is the best quarterback in football and why he will be the quarterback to lead us to the promised land to that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season montage. So that's me getting saucy. Fuck you, NFL. Josh Allen, all pro. 
in my heart and in Buffalo. Let's go, baby. Go Bills. Go All Bills. Right. Of course. Oh, yeah. Now, guys, real fast, we want to say, hey, good luck to the Miami Dolphins out there, whoever we're not going to be out there with Tua, of course, and we'll be out there without some of their players. And, you know, may the best team win. No excuses at the end of the day. This is the Buffalo Bills team that we've got. We're very hobbled. We're not even close to 100% full strength of montage. You and I know we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. So give us some final thoughts here. Yeah, go out there and be safe tomorrow, everyone. Um, there's a Bills Mafia tailgate at Prohibition 2020 tonight. If you're going out there, do not drink and drive. Call me. I'll give you a ride. I don't care. Go Bills. Be safe this weekend. Be responsible. Be smart, and let's get a victory, baby. Of course. And, hey, Bills Mafia, let's remember, be humble, stay classy, and also get home safe so that we can watch our Buffalo Bills ultimately get this entire goal done, and that is to win and hoist the Lombardi Trophy and bring it back home to Buffalo, New York. So from all of us here at Built the Buffalo and here in the sit-down, we say go Bills. Of course, this is the sit-down. We are live every Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Built in Buffalo Networks. Normally Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, we are in partnership with PLB Sports. We are in partnership with Picasso's Pizza, Ticket IQ, and Wester. And also the sit-down is a proud partnership with Underdog Fantasy. And, of course, now Duff's Famous Wings, the official sponsor of the sit-down and the official chicken wing of Built in Buffalo. So, go Bills. Bills Mafia, we'll see you here next Saturday night. And make sure to tune in to that pregame show right here on the Built and Buffalo Network as well tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you next uh, See you next time, Montage. Love you, buddy. Let's go, baby. Go Bills. Go Bills.